Welcome to the Raising Great Kids podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Fleming. Before we jump into today's interview, I wanted to tell you about a brand new tool we've created called In the Night Right. This tool was designed to help your child open up and talk about their day. It's really designed to help you as a parent create a habit for uh, consistent communication and connection. To learn more about this tool, check out the notes in our show note with the link for how you can get one. Today we're talking about your child and their faith journey. Sometimes our kids ask us tough questions like, who made God and is my dog going to heaven? In today's interview, you are going to gain some insight on how to help your child get the answers that they need. Your kids are going to have faith-oriented questions, and as they grow, some of the questions are going to get tougher. So the first thing I want you to know is you do not have to have all the answers. The second thing is asking questions is good for your kids. It's good for them to wrestle and start to figure out what they already know about God and what they are still learning. So today we're talking to one of my favorite dads, Louis Lavoy. Louis has been a part of our team for over 10 years. He's worked with our student staff and our middle school and high school students along the way, as well as currently he's leading with our entire partner team serving churches all over the United States. Louis, I am so glad you're here today. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. I love it. Good. I'm excited that you're here. So tell us a little bit about you and your family and what you do around here. Yep. So I've been married. It's going to be 20 years this summer. So we're pretty excited about that Mm -hmm. uh, to my wife, Lindsay. And we're that couple that were high school sweethearts. (laughs) So there's that. And then we became... Uh, that family where we're all L's. So I know it's kind of it's kind of weird, but we're them. So we're Louie and Lindsay Lavoy, and then we have two boys, Levi and Luke. So uh, and Levi is he just turned eleven, okay. and he's in fifth grade, and Luke is just turned five, and he's in pre-K. So I'm right on the verge of one going to middle school and one starting kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have a big, busy family then, and mm-hmm. that, that spread probably keeps you hopping from baseball fields and soccer fields exactly, and all the yeah. things, this right? This is our first season where we have both boys playing a sport, and uh, yeah, I don't see how people do it. We're, we have like four, <laughs> four games a week, and then they added a practice in there, and it's, it's yeah. wild, but it's fun. I love it. I wouldn't yeah. have it any other way. Well, um, tell me a little bit about your own faith journey. Like, did that start when you were a kid or like, what did that really look like for you? Yeah, yeah, it did for me. I was very Mm -hmm. fortunate to have um, two parents um, that were really made faith a priority Mm -hmm. and made church a priority. Um, So I grew up in, (laughs) you know, the quintessential Mm -hmm. every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night. Uh, We were kind of that family that were just always in it. Yep. Well, I'm a preacher's kid, so I can okay. fully relate. Mm-hmm. I can fully relate. Um, but let's talk about your parenting and your boys. And uh, so remind us again, just tell us a little bit about the stage of life they're in, what you kind of see on the future for them and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So this has uh, been great because I've got one finishing up elementary, which I've loved these years. It's so much fun. And uh, and. So my oldest, Levi, he is 11, finished up fifth grade, about to start middle school. And I feel like he's at, I could be wrong because I haven't been a parent of all ages, but I feel like he's at the perfect age because he's so independent, so fun, so funny, so smart, Mm -hmm. witty, 
um, likes to do things, active, all that stuff, but he's right on the cusp of like middle school and <laughs> and teenage years and all that stuff. So uh, we're buddies. So I'm just kind of embracing it all right now for that. And uh, Luke is uh, finishing up preschool. He's five years old, and um, he he is so much fun. I I will admit. Uh, after 11 straight years of having a preschooler with the, the six-year yeah. gap our kids have, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ready for preschool years mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to be finished. But, uh, yeah, we're at a fun stage for both of them, for sure. Yeah, that's great. I think the elementary years are really fun, for sure. So kind of think back to those preschool years. Sounds like you mm-hmm. were in them for a good long while. When do you feel like you started talking to your kids about Jesus or introducing anything about God and faith? And kind of what did that look like? Yeah, uh, you know, really, as, as soon as they could talk, you know, I think yeah. as, as soon as they could talk and, and and respond, that was just part of what we talked about in our everyday lives, whether it was, um, you know, in car on in car rides or at the dinner table or definitely nighttime routines and and, you know, saying prayers and and things like that. But also, you know, just when anything uh, came up in life, you know, to to always bring that perspective as well. Do you remember when they were younger, like the kind of things they wondered about or questioned? I I have a grandson who's five and I was with him over the weekend and um, he asked me, who made God? Like he, oh, yeah. he was figuring out that God made things in the yes. world, but he was like, my bigger question is who made God? You know, and that was like a tough question for a five-year-old Absolutely. in the moment. Absolutely. No, definitely had those as well. Like, you know, because we would obviously, uh, we would always try to reinforce God made you, God loves you, Jesus wants to be your friend forever. So like part of that stuff when we talk about God made you, I think it naturally comes up, okay, well, who made God? You know, so we got that one a lot. Um, Also, the God being invisible is always a big thing. (laughs) Like, why can't I see God? Um, Even my five-year-old just last week asked me, so will we get to see God when we're in heaven? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think so. Yeah, I think, yeah. So so those are, it's always those kinds of questions. Yeah. For sure. Well, young kids are so concrete. They, it's very difficult for them to understand a God they can't see, right? I mean, that's, that's so typical. Yeah. So what are some of the practical things that you and Lindsay did in your home in those early years that uh, sort of kept that conversation going and, and you felt like were the right things to be doing to help them just take those little baby steps of faith? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I honestly think the foundation of being able to have any kinds of conversations, especially around faith, is just uh, laying that foundation of carving out time mm-hmm. and doing things uh, with them that they like. Um, you know, it's it's you know leading small group leaders for years. One of our uh, essentials for small group leaders leading small groups is spending time on their turf. You know, especially with student ministry yeah. and things like that. And I honestly, think it's the same kind of thing with mm-hmm. kids. I mean, I feel like some of the things that paved the way to be able to have conversations is we just did things together. We, we carved out intentional time, whether it's going to the playground together or um, I know Levi, my oldest, he used to like to, um, we would go down, get on MARTA and ride MARTA down to Atlanta and go to the varsity. And it was just like, he thought it was like, the, he called it riding the train. That's what he <laughs> called it. And so uh, we would do things like that. And so that kind of stuff and just talking about everything made it to where when we transitioned the conversations to faith, it wasn't like, oh, wait, now you're spending time with me, or oh, wait, now you're talking to me or asking me questions. It wasn't like a awkward thing. It was just a natural part um, of what we did. So mm-hmm. building that foundation. And then, um, you know, I think the dinner table, mm-hmm. 
is, you know, and we don't eat dinner around the table every single night at all. But when we do, yeah. uh, we and we don't always try to take advantage. <laughs> but most of the time around yeah. the dinner table, we will have some kind of um, intentional question or something like that. Nothing awkward, you know, but try to go beyond the just how how was your day or what'd you do today? Things like that. I know when, when they're little, some, I don't even know where we learned this. We maybe we learned this from you guys, but somebody told us to ask more guided questions. Like, did anything happen today that made you laugh or did anything happen today that made you feel embarrassed or did anything happen today that made you feel proud? Like those kinds of words would usually kind of draw out some things. And then based on their answers, sometimes it would very easily transition into faith questions about well how god sees them or identity questions or actually hey you know here's how you treat somebody when they do this to you here you might need to forgive that person you know so usually those kinds of questions would uh, lend themselves so that's that's one practical Mm -hmm. um thing we did and like i said a minute ago reinforcing not only truths of of you know god made you god Mm -hmm. loves you jesus wants to be your friend forever you know there's all kinds of other things i Try, I've tried to re- just repeat and reinforce mm-hmm. um, to them, like, you know, did, I, did you know that I love being your dad? Did you know that I'm so proud of you? Mm-hmm. And always reinforcing, did you know that you have a Heavenly Father that loves you even more than I do? You know, so just, mm-hmm. and um, my goal is they just get sick of me saying that. I mean, yeah. sometimes they're like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So, mm-hmm. but my thing is just kind of try to reinforce those yeah. uh, truths as much as possible. I don't think you can hear that stuff too much. Yeah, I don't think so either. And, you know, in the early years, repetition is king. Like they're trying to learn and master. So for you to repeat the same important things. Uh, you know, one other thing I love that I want our parents to hear is uh, we're going to talk about just the regular times of the day or hanging out with your kid or taking them on, on the train or, mm-hmm. you know, p- the playground or whatever that is. But uh, there's none of us are every single night having dinner around the table as a family. They, you know, Chick-fil-A no. is our friend mm-hmm. often, and uh, bedtimes aren't always perfect, especially when your kids are younger. Sometimes you just want them to go to bed, and so there's no guilt trips here. Like, there's no, none of us are doing that perfectly, but those rhythms of the day actually lend themselves really well to talk about God, you Absolutely. know, throughout the day. Yeah, I think dinner time, mm-hmm. car time, mm-hmm. bedtime. Bedtime is probably the heart, the most difficult time for yeah. us, honestly. I mean, we, you know, we're, my wife and I both work and, mm-hmm. and it's just a hard time to carve out, sure. you know, unhurried time. Yeah. Like you said, most of the time it's just trying to get everybody, Everyone's everybody down so tired. we can, yeah. so we can go to bed and do it again the next day. Okay. So as your kids are growing, they're heading through elementary, your oldest is actually uh, about to go to middle school, right? Right. Yeah. So tell us how the conversation starts changing in the elementary years or like, uh, how you kind of connect God to more of the things that are happening or questions they're asking. Yeah, so questions definitely evolve mm-hmm. from, you know, just why can't I see God and who made God and those kinds of things to, you know, I know my oldest at different points in, in elementary school would ask me things like, you know, what if what if God is made up, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like kind of some of the first times started going you know, wait a minute, why do we all just believe that all this stuff hook, line, and sinker, you know? Yeah. And he would ask me, what, what if all this is made up? And you yeah. just, you don't even know that. Like, you know, those uh-huh. kinds of things. Sure. Um, Smart he, kid. You know, what if, you know, how do we know, that? how do we know, how do we really know that God is real? He would ask mm-hmm. me that question. He even, I, I distinctly remember one time we were uh, both uh, laying together in an Eno out in the backyard, just hanging out, you know, as the night, 
the evening kind of winding down. And he, uh, some, I don't remember what prompted it, but he said, sometimes when, when, I'm, when I'm sad or hurt, it makes me feel like God, God isn't real. And I remember that led to a really cool conversation. Sure. Um, so yeah, the uh, the question they really turned their questions game up a little <laughs> bit, and that that doesn't even get into you know obviously once we got into you know fourth fifth grade things like that, then we're having you know questions and conversations about sexuality. We're having questions and conversations about you know even things like alcohol, smoking, mm-hmm. we're having honest conversations about all that stuff, mm-hmm. the, the role of all that in our lives. We're having conversations even, obviously, in the last couple of years, lots of conversations about politics, you know, yeah. lots of conversations about just current events. Think, I mean, he, he is, at, now as a fifth grader, he is fully aware of many things that are going on mm-hmm. in the world, and he asked questions about that stuff. So it really, it really moved from questions about why can't we see God to helping you know, him navigate, you know, having a, a worldview to view, to a lens to see the world through. All right. So two things I'm thinking from there. One is I love how you have just been so intentional to carve out time, make it safe for your child to just talk to you about anything. Uh, I know that that's not easy. Like you said, two working parents at your home, and I know you're not perfect at it and all those things, but when your mind is intentional that you want to create a safe place for your kid to tell you anything, silly things, whatever that is. The second thing is, uh, I hope all parents pick up from this, is that Kids are exposed to things much younger than we think they are. Like uh, kids can talk about politics, not in the level that adults are, but they have questions. Uh, There's all kinds of issues in the world talking about sex or questions about is God even here and I feel sad and all those kinds of things like uh, I, I really want parents to hear that kids are exposed to those things earlier and they would like to talk to you about them earlier than you think they would. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's been, you know, sometimes you think or even I, you know, working in student ministry um, for several years, thinking, you know, those are conversations that we'll have in the middle school and high school years, things like that. And just the reality of um, a lot of that stuff is very relevant, has been for the last couple of years, even with a, with a fifth grader. Okay. So what are some of the practical things that you and you and Lindsay together did for your kids to uh, sort of, like you said, give your kids a, a, a worldview that includes God and faith. One of those is, mm-hmm. you know, we really have tried to prioritize uh, having both boys be part of a small group. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, just the way our church is set up, you know, they their small group happens on, on Sunday mornings at church. So just, you know, prioritizing that, you know, we don't have perfect attendance, um, but making that a priority um, you know, when we're in town, that's that's what we do on Sundays um, and things like that. And so them seeing that and even through all the last year, you know, making that a priority uh, on Sunday mornings to watch online and, and yeah. watch together and talk about the questions that you guys provide and all those kinds yeah. of things yeah. um, are helpful. Um, one, one practical uh, kind of intentional thing started doing uh, with my oldest, this in fifth grade now that I wish I would have probably younger but I just mm-hmm. forgot about it and didn't think about it but but before he gets on the bus in the morning we try every morning to sit down and just ha- kind of have a devotional together mm-hmm. and so we tried different uh devotionals some some are really not good at all I think I've <laughs> I've thrown out a uh, out a few of like yeah this this isn't this isn't good but we try to do devotional read some scripture together talk about it and maybe try to try to apply it to our day and then and then 
pray together. And we don't we don't do it every single day, but a lot of days um, uh, we do. Talked about the dinner table conversation. Um, the older they got, we've tried to morph that into more kind of the high, highs and lows, like mm-hmm. kind of thing that um, isn't new, but it's definitely definitely easy. And yeah. and they both get into it, and that lends itself to be able to talk about faith through those kinds of things. Um, and then a lot of it is just trying to always equate when we're having faith conversations. How do, how does what we're talking about apply to how we treat and love other people? You know, um, you know, a lot of just making sure that it's not always just about this vertical relationship that they have with God, but how is that being expressed in their um, actions and attitudes that they're showing toward their friends and neighbors and um, each other and and all that kind of stuff. Um, even simple things like you know. Uh, compassion sponsorships and things like that, including them on that kind of stuff and why we, why we do this and why we make that a priority. Um, even to things like, uh, like giving and and generosity and, 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 and giving back, um, you know, giving part of what we're earning My so my oldest that's in fifth grade, he just recently last year decided he wanted to start, uh, uh, mowing our lawn and so yeah. so I told him I said well yeah you can do that I said we we don't own a, own a lawnmower at the time I was paying someone uh-huh. uh, to do that I said we don't we don't have one but uh if you want to borrow the money from me mm-hmm. um that's great and you can the money you earn uh from doing it, you can pay me back mm-hmm. and then and then uh and then when you earn the money you know I only ask that you know you start begin the practice of of giving a percentage and saving a percentage and mm-hmm. and then the rest of it you can uh you know buy video games or whatever as you want (laughs) and uh and so that led to just some great conversations about why we do that who should we give to what does that even mean Mm -hmm. and so that's been some fun stuff just about you know how faith impacts even our our finances and resources and and things like that now with the uh when the uh questions about um sex came up um we decided to, you know what, let's, let's, um, let's kind of create an experience, mm-hmm. um, to, to talk about this. So, um, one of the things that, uh, Levi loves to do is there's a place in Atlanta called Pont City Market that has lots of different restaurants and he, he thinks it's so cool to go there and they have a rooftop and all that kind of stuff. And so we just kind of carved out a night where just me and him, uh, we're going to go down there, eat at his favorite, favorite place there and even uh, in that, just worked along some some intentional times throughout the night to have conversations, answer a lot of the questions that he had. I even uh, <laughs> this people may say that was that is the that is I don't know if that's a good idea or not. But we've I even took um, a laptop and there's a portion in the night where we'd gone and gotten coffee after dinner and hung out and then even pulled out my uh, MacBook and showed uh, one of the videos about um, sexuality that. Uh, we created here in our middle school ministry and uh, showed him one of those introductory Mm -hmm. videos. And then we Mm -hmm. talked about it. Like we had our own little small group discussion after that um, and things like that. And that, that night uh, just kind of set the stage for being able to continue having conversations about how 
God views marriage and sex and things like that yeah. from the days after. Louis, I love all of those practical things you did. I mean, those are those are big things. And I, I know even for my own kids, those are intentional things that you carved out that they create great memories. Your kids will remember that. And I really love how you said that it opened conversations like ongoing. You, you, you were intentional in those moments, but you kind of set the tone for the ongoing conversation. I think that was so good. Uh, and let's talk for a minute about milestones and faith. So even as adults, we know that through our life, there are big things that happen. Some things that are really difficult and hard. There are times where we question our faith. There are moments where we grow in our faith. We're closer to God than ever before. And statistically and through research, current research, we know that uh, in the mid to late elementary years and those early middle school years, kids are making some decisions in their faith. So share some of those milestone moments that have happened with you and your kids. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my oldest, uh, Levi, he did have a, a big milestone um, a couple of years ago where uh, there's a local uh, camp in this area called Woodlands Camp that does camps for children and students in the summers and things like that. And it's a it's a very faith-based, Christian-based camp. And he wanted to go to that with some friends. And he went, and through that experience at camp, he ended up uh, crossing the line of faith and placing faith in Jesus at that camp. And so we got to celebrate, uh, you know, his salvation and beginning, being a, beginning a relationship with Jesus through that, which was really cool. So then coming out of that, we uh, signed him up to go to uh, uh, Jumpstart um, through our church here where they kind of reinforced um, everything he was learning. Um, and he had, you know, because we had made church property. He had, he had been learning all that stuff before uh, the camp as well, but kind of reinforced that on the back end. And then he wanted to be baptized. And, and so that was a big milestone that was really cool. And I was able to baptize him. So that was fun. Um, and so those have been some big milestones as far as faith journey decisions, mm-hmm. steps go. But then there's been other milestones like um, if about uh, five or six years ago, my mom passed away. And so, you know, that was a big milestone of, of talking to, to him about that and what that all meant and, and helping him process um, that. That was, a, that was a big part of his faith journey as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love how you, like, have used real-life things, and that's, that's a good thing for parents to kind of listen and hear is hard things, big things like losing a job or moving, even if it's a positive thing, those are big transitions, and those are times that you can really not only model your faith for your kids, mm-hmm. but pull them in with you and talk about how God plays a role in how you're feeling about what's yeah, happening, yeah, right? Absolutely. All right, Louie, what, what is some advice you have for parents who are like trying to figure out where do I even start this conversation about faith with my kids? Um, I think some of this is, is review from what we've talked about, but these are the things I would, I would prioritize. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I was uh, talking to somebody else that was asking me this question, I would say, you know, definitely I would, one, I would, I would carve out intentional time and, and plan activities to do together just to set a relational foundation for everything else. And then in that, I would talk about all kinds of things. Like, don't just, don't just talk about faith. That would yeah. be really weird <laughs> if all you ever did was, mm-hmm. was talk about um, faith things. So talk about all kinds of things. Um, but then in that, I would, uh, you know, 
plan to talk about faith at point at different points and, and pray for just opportunities where those kinds of things just naturally come up in the conversation. So it's not like while you're hanging out with your kids, you just randomly do a hard left turn, yeah. you know, um, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's the same as any of our relationships with friends and neighbors and coworkers, you know, it's the same kind of, of thing where we just want to build a friendship and a relationship and pray for opportunities to where it makes sense. And the, the thing is, is life brings lots of opportunities, you know, if we're, sure. if we're, um, aware of those things and, and ready, ready to take advantage of them. Um, uh, another thing, you know, advice is I would prioritize that uh, church or small group mm-hmm. environment just because that brings so that that's such an easy way to follow up on conversations of, of you know, what did you guys talk about? What you learn? Do you have any questions? Especially the way, you know, when churches resource the parents to, you know, here's some questions asked or here's the topic that was talked about. Here's, you know, it's it, it, not doing that. You're just really losing a easy way to have faith conversations yeah. with your with your child it just sets parents up so um easily for that um another thing is is that i will start sooner with my youngest is the the daily uh devotional in the morning for us it works in the morning because because they ride the bus so we we oh, we're up early yeah. and you know we try to just get ready 10 minutes before the we have to get on the bus and that just gives us a, a little time to to do that but that could be any time you know if that if a different time of the day works for somebody else. They could do that, but I've loved being able to prioritize that time. Um, and so, and so, I would advise I'm advising myself to start that even sooner with my five year old. And um, um, that's been that's been great. And then probably the the last one is is just making the most of of times when you actually are having a meal together, whether that's mm-hmm. lunch, dinner, whatever. Yeah. That is just such a a intimate time that just lends itself for conversation that's easy to just you know let it let it go and not ever have any kind of intentional conversations um and but but it really is does lend itself to have some really good meaningful conversations yeah. under that time now sometimes in the middle of that you know the youngest you know spills their drink or you know what there's all kinds of things that happen or just you know that that make that stuff not a reality and not like a, you know, not like a little nice bow on it, but, you know, just having that consistency. Yeah. I love that. So do you have any resources or just like tools you've used in your home or things that you've been like, this was worth the money to purchase or have on hand? Yeah. Um, definitely early on the, the Jesus storybook Bible was just mm-hmm. such a e- easy way to especially nighttime, um, bedtime, settle down, getting ready to, to, um, call it a night that, that resource is just so good at framing, um, the bigger story of what God is doing in the world and has done, uh, for us, uh, through Jesus. And so that Jesus storybook Bible is so good for preschool, but even up into elementary years, um, I know, uh, we did at one point transition to the action Bible, uh, that is, is kind of like a comic book <laughs> style. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my fifth grader, he loved it. I think it was a couple of years ago. He literally just little bite-sized chunks, um, at nighttime, things like that went through the entire action Bible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was, that was really cool. That was really connected with him. I don't know if that's just a boy thing. I don't know, but he loved, he, he loved it. Um, another resource that 
was helpful was uh, the book Indescribable by Louis Giglio. Um, just an excellent um, book for just kind of creating um, wonder and mystery about who God is and how big God is and and where we fit in his creation and all all kinds of things. So I definitely recommend that one. Um, now that, like I said, we've, we've been doing the devotions, and I've, I've kind of, I give a few of these devotions I've gotten my hands on a few days, and I'm like, no, this just isn't mm-hmm. what we're looking for. But so we eventually, I don't know if I'd, I would do this early on, but now that he's in, you know, once he got into fourth and now fifth grade, mm-hmm. we started going ahead and doing the, uh, using the Bible app on a phone mm-hmm. and using the uh, uh, XP3, which is the middle school and high school curriculum mm-hmm. that is created by Orange. Um, they create daily devotionals that go along with their uh, with their message series, and we weren't even doing the message series or watching the messages. But we, but he likes to fi- like pick out um, a devotional series through the whatever XP3 is putting on the Bible app, and that's been really good because it's it's written for for students. But like we talked about, fourth and fifth grade, they are on the verge, and it's really it feels like he it's something that he wants to do that because it's a, like a a little step above where he really is, yeah. but it doesn't feel like he's doing something in, instead of doing something that seems young, too young for him. Mm-hmm. So um, that's been something um, really cool. That's a tool that, that has worked well. And then obviously the, the North Point app that we have on our, on our Apple TV mm-hmm. where we you know, have watched uh, Wombaland and Upstreet um, uh, many, many times throughout this last year. <laughs> Um, and that is, like I said, that's just a great tool to use, easy to set up a discussion to where we have the opportunity to where now during this time where we as parents have been the small group leaders um, for our kids. But that's just an easy, really well done um, tool to use to to create great conversation starters. Yeah, that's a great list. So parents, we will link in our show notes all of those resources for you so you can just click and find them yourself. Uh, That's all great advice. I love the advice. You did it with the Action Bible and the XP3 app of even looking for something that's just a little bit ahead of your child that makes it exciting for them to interact with it and, and to get on board. Lou, you have shared like how you've woven this into their whole uh, scheme of how they're looking at the world, like from earning money and giving and saving (laughs) to a compassion child, like caring about the world and the people in it to dinner time to all kinds of things. Like I love your intentionality and parents. I encourage you just pick one or two of these ideas and just start implementing. You'll probably be really surprised at how well it slides into uh, the rhythm of your family for sure. So um, as we wrap up, tell us a little bit about like, what are you hoping to give your kids? Like, why does this even matter to you? Yeah, I think at the at the end of the day, what I want them to have is a foundation of, of like I tell them, did you know you have a heavenly father that loves you even more than I do? You know, uh, and whether I, I live for many more years or not, um, I think that's helpful for them to know um, that they are secure in their identity as, as someone that God made, someone that God loves, that, that even when we are at odds <laughs> and that, that happens and, and will continue to happen, that they have a Heavenly Father that loves them. So I want them to take that, that away. Um, and then I want them to take, you know, out of all this, we, it's always tied back to how we express our love 
and in, in our actions and attitudes toward other people. So that's always, you know, treating other people, um, you know, is treating them well and treating them with love and treating them with respect because of the way God loves us. That's always the bullseye for everything that we talk about. So I, I always want them to um, carry that with them. Louie, thank you so much for sharing all of your information today. I feel like this conversation has been so helpful for parents. I mean, I hope they're taking notes. I bet they have a handful of things they would like to try. So thank you so much. Absolutely. I really appreciate thank you for it. having me. This has been a blast. Yeah. So parents, here are two things I want you to think about. Some of you um, are not pastors. Some of you are new in your faith journey, and this may seem like a lot to you. So I'm going to uh, recommend you do two things. Number one. It's okay that you don't have all the answers. You just need to be a little further ahead than your kid, okay? And starting with them young is the best time to start. I, I have a friend who uh, new to faith and she had children. She would read the Jesus Storybook Bible herself because the Bible and the stories in that Bible were new to her. She would just stay a few steps ahead of her kid. That's really all you need to do. Stay just a little bit ahead of them. The next thing I want you to know is you don't have to do it alone. So number one, you don't have to have all the answers. Just stay a little ahead of them. Read a little bit further. It's okay to say, I don't know, but I'll find out. Uh, that's perfectly fine. But number two, you don't have to do it alone. Uh, if you are in our area, our churches, we want to partner with you. Matter of fact, the whole reason we do this podcast is because we want you to feel equipped and ready to roll when it's time to talk to your kids about all things of life, including faith, but we want you to win. You you are the one your kids are going to go to time and time again. They are going to learn from your example, from how you live your own life, what it means to have faith in God. So don't be afraid if you can't answer all the questions. And number two, don't do it alone. Uh, if you don't live in our area and you're looking, we have churches all over the U.S. There's resources. We're going to link those for you today. So again, don't do it alone. Dive into the resources that you have available. Thank you so much for joining us today and we'll see you soon.